Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You're listening to the Wild 7 Podcast Network. Listen different. One plus one is... Two. In the words of Alex Rogers. Episode 47. You'll be dead. Okay, uh, I'm coming up to the address. I'm not seeing anything, just a cliff! Welcome back, my ferocious, fantastic, fantabulous friends. This is Alex Rogers, recording and reporting from a timeless zone in which your listening is the now. And that will be good enough for that. How we doing today, or tonight, or whatever time it is, because after all, the time is simply now. Well, let's see here. You know, uh, right before I sat down to record, I just got home from work, and you know, I wish I could say I'm one of those people who the second I get home, I fire up the machine, set up the audio, and just get right down to recording. But, of course, because I'm a human being, uh, I gotta dick around for a bit, and so I'm just uh, chilling out and uh, uh, just playing on the phone for a bit, 
Next thing I know, I find myself on one of my little, one of, not my little, I didn't design it. Lord knows, I haven't designed anything. But uh, those, um, I'm not going to, Dane? Is that what you say? I'm not going to, or deem. I'm not going to deem this website the honor of uh, naming it. But it's one of those swiping dating websites. And um, is it just me or do you feel kind of dirty afterwards? I, I, frankly, it's a cleaner feeling when engaging in porn. But when you're swiping left, right, right, left, 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 right, left, um, I feel like my brain, which is already far from being evolved, gets devolved to just hot, not, hot, not. And it's, it's really bad. I mean, it gets to the point where I'm not even caring what the person's writing about. I just am lo- the, 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 the lady. I don't care what the lady is writing about, what she thinks. I'm just going, oh, it, 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 does, does, she, does she get me on an animal level, level or not? Which is, of course, you know, an important factor, I think, for both men and women. I do believe that attraction has to kind of hit before you can even put language or thought to it. But all the same, this whole swiping culture, it just reduces us to even more judgmental creatures. And um, what can get really depressing is when you're swipe, swipe, swiping, and ain't nothing happening. You're not making no matches, or or you, you go past and then the thing says, oh, you missed a match. But if you pay an exorbitant amount of money for a set amount of months, you can find out who it is. Come on, man. Dating is hard enough as is. Let's make this shit free. But I got to tell you, folks, I don't want to do any more of this swiping nonsense. The swipe shit is just terrible. I don't want to be swiped. I don't want it to be like, how'd you guys meet? We both swiped right. You know, I it, it, it completely guts out the ability to have conversations. And I think... Quite honestly, the next ex-Mrs. Rogers, to quote Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park, is probably going to be met in a happenstance situation at some sort of social thing. Which means I gotta leave my house and my room once in a while. And that, well, that is something that we're working on. What can I say, folks? You know, I, I, I like my home time. I like reading. I like smoking cannabis, and I like watching movies. But it would be fun to find a little partner in crime doing that. Well, in the mean in-between, we're just uh, going through some new times here, folks. And uh, COVID is still a-happening. However, it has dwindled. And we now... This is... so. So what I like to call it, folks, in general is... I like to go the speed limit. If you state that the speed limit is 65, I will go 65. I won't go any slower. I'll go a little bit faster, but frankly, the times I've dared speeding in my life, I got instantly pulled over. I see some people in this town where it appears that they've been getting away with speeding their entire life. In fact, what is up with that? Have you guys noticed that? You'll be on the freeway. You're going fast enough as is. I'm talking especially to LA folk, but if you live in a city where there's lots of freeways 
and uh, you're already going pretty dang fast. You're not hogging up the fast lane. You're in one of the normal lanes, but you're going, you're like pushing a good five, six miles over the speed limit, and some jackass is up your ass going, you need to go 90 miles an hour. And I've talked about this before, but they rarely even look like they're stressed. They normally have this bored look on their face where they're just like, you need to go faster. I've completely killed all the excitement through my speed addiction. And um, so I like to go at the speed limit. I don't like when people start making up their own rules. And I'm not here to question who came up with the speed limit in the first place. But if I walk into an existing culture and the sign says we're going at this speed... Don't you worry, I will match that speed, and if we really got to keep it moving, I'll go like a couple degrees over it. So I like to go at the social speed of life. And right now, the speed limit in our store, in our grocery store, and in many stores right now, is masks are optional. Which at first, I was a little, uh, just because I quite frankly, got used to my second face. I got used to wearing this other part of my uh, visage. And I saw some co-workers starting to make the brave leap. I see more and more customers coming in. And, you know, I was getting tired of social policing people wearing their masks, considering how many people... And look, I, I will... I just hope... That if you are listening and you're one of those adults who rolled their eyes like a bored teenager who was told it's time to go to bed instead of just or, or glared at people who reminded you to put on their on your mask because, you know, it, it was the culture of the time and you glared at them like they came up with COVID. I hope you all just be honest about that. Don't, don't from years from now go like, oh yeah, COVID was a crazy time and everyone else was so unreasonable. No, no, you need to proudly state to your family, I never wore my mask and I aggravated everyone around me by not following through. Probably poisoned a few people while I was at it. <laughs> and maybe I even had COVID, we'll just never know. You, you need to get honest like that. You can't just be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that was crazy. However... We have reached a new time period in which, yeah, you can come on into our store, you don't have to wear a mask, and I ain't gonna yell at you. Took me a couple days to get rid of that impulse. Many a time I wanted to go, put your f... Never mind, I can't say that to you right now. And now, I'm joining... Sorry, my voice is a little shot. I've been talking all day, folks. I was at the... uh, I'm like, now... Now I'm sounding like the beginning of each show. Now, with my little vocal fry right here. <laughs> vocal fry. That sounds like a, you know what? I want to go to a cool little burger joint. Give me the vocal fries. Uh, is there anything else that you want with your order? Uh, well, <laughs> I'll take your vocal fry. Uh, that's weird. But um, we are now uh, letting you come on in with or without a mask. Which means that on the other side of the counter, we can work with or without a mask. So, that's the speed limit right now. The speed limit is mask or no mask. So, (laughs) I got told something today which has been cracking me up. 
I served this granny. And yes, it's a granny. Because she even revealed that she has grandchildren. So don't get all mad at me saying, are we calling an old woman a granny just because? No, not just because. It's because she confirmed. But definitely sort of the image of a granny as well. And whatever you're picturing, we'll say that that's correct. Now, she was masked. And that's awesome. That's cool. But I'm standing there unmasked. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. The social policeman, Mr. Put Your Fucking Mask On, I know, I am now unmasked. However, remember, I did not do it until the speed limit changed. When the speed limit was masks on, I'm right there. But you know, it, it's nice. I, I, I will admit, like just about all the rest of you, I'm a little tired of wearing a mask myself. Can we just... And I, look at me, I'm always, I'm always getting like just slightly aggressive here. But I will say, I want you also to get honest about how much you were wearing a mask, or, or I should say how much it was required of you to wear a mask during all of this COVID stuff. If you're there going, oh, it was terrible, we had to put on masks about 10 minutes a day going into places of business, it was so oppressive, go fuck yourself. Notice I said fug, not fuck. Fug, it's like hugging yourself, but a little more explicitly. And uh, I, I, I do feel like... Actually, I don't know what I feel like. I completely lost my train of thought there. I, I right now caught myself going, Ooh, baby, you were so clever with that little play on words on fug. Mm-mm-mm. They're going to give you the... The Poet Laureate Award of Wordy Comedian of the Year. Uh, but no, I, I lost uh, my thing. But um, anyway, uh, masks, yes. Finally, oh, well, I, I decided, oh yeah, that's it, that's it, that's it. Yeah, if you're, if, you're, if you're complaining about having only worn a mask for a little bit out of each day, yeah, you you need to look at what a real pro, what a real struggle is. Now, this isn't even a real struggle. I got used to wearing a mask, but nevertheless, it is not the most fun thing to work eight-hour shifts with a with a little mini sheet over your face. That depending on how much you're working and how sweaty it might get, it gets matted to your face. And that means that people looking at you see a big damp spot forming on your mask. So they figure that you have some big blubbery, snotty filth going on. And you're there just trying to be like, hi, I'm just, you know, <laughs> trying to do my part in this madness. You know, I'm just, I'm just saying some of us had to work full shifts wearing masks the entire time. And, uh, well, I, like many of you, have been getting a little sick of these times. I've been diligently masked for two years now. So, in this little respite, because <laughs> something tells me we ain't over it yet, in this little respite, I'm going to go unmasked. Or at least I'm, I'm taking it day by day. I'm checking with myself. I'm asking myself, okay, is, is, do I feel good? Do I feel safe? Yes, I do. So I went unmasked today. All right, now we're back to where we were. This granny comes up to my counter. I'm checking out her stuff, which is a very funny phrase to say. A customer came up and I was checking out her stuff. 
And I said, God damn. Which would be very funny if I flirted with a granny, because that does tend to be my demographic in life. The ladies who are just head over heels for me, they're the 59 through 82 crowd. <laughs> it's true, man. At work one day, this, this senior citizen lady, uh, she walked right past and I said something clever. I don't know what. Maybe I, In fact, I don't even know if I said anything. And she was like, mm, I'd like to put you in my grocery bag. Actually, she, she, she said in the form of a question, she said, can I put you in my grocery bag? And I immediately responded with, well, ma'am, we can try, but as you can see, I'm pretty tall. But the granny today, she came up, and she was not being flirty. She was actually being a little, um, a little cautious. And I understand, we're getting used to seeing each other's faces. So she asks me, Aren't you concerned about not wearing your mask when the new variant is bound to occur? Well, that's that's a very good uh, point, ma'am. But, you know, right now, uh, I'm simply observing the speed limit. Well, what do you mean by that? Oh, well, that just simply means, you know, right now the speed limit, I'd say, is mask or no mask. So I'm going to go with the choice of no mask right now. But I want to assure you, I'm all vaxxed, I'm all boosted. So, I'd say, ma'am, all in all, I I think I'm going to be all right. To which she replies, You'll be dead! <laughs> You'll be dead! You know, she was like that um, character in Star Wars. He will not say Episode 4, A New Hope. He's going to call it Star Wars. You know, what it was named when it came out in 1977. Um, in Star Wars, when they go to the cantina, and there's that walrus man and his face, and his, and his face, and his buddy with the face, that ugly face, that like weird twisted nose, and he comes up, he doesn't like you. And, you know, that guy, we, we, we have the death sentence, what is it, we, we're wanted men. We have the death sentence on 12 systems. And then Obi-Wan Kenobi comes in and says, this little one's not the effort. Come, let me get you something. And, he's, uh, and he, he, oh wait, I fucked it up. Can you believe that? Okay, so before Obi-Wan comes in, Luke says, I'll be more careful. How do you like my Luke Skywalker? Oh, hi, guys. I'm Luke Skywalker. Oh, oh you're making a mess. But I was going to go to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters. I, Dude, talk about an arc. I know I'm getting all over the place, but bear with me. Talk about an arc. And no, Noah, go back to building your ship. I wasn't talking about that. But Luke Skywalker... In those first three movies, which are all you got to pay attention to, I ain't talking about misguided old Luke. Oh, God. <laughs> what did they do to you? Um, Luke Skywalker starts as this petulant kid in the first movie. But I was going to go to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters. To Return of the Jedi, where he says, Nevertheless, you will bring me Captain Solo and the Wookiee now. 
If you do not, you will give me no choice but to destroy you. (laughs) Whoa, baby. Whoa. That's an arc. But yes, in Star Wars, that, that guy at the cantina, you'll be dead. And I know, yes, and someone out there is going, it's not a guy at the cantina. It's Bib Fox Fishashusha from the planet Dapa Dapa Duba. And I'm like, okay, thank you. And, oh, and this is the worst part. Just one last complaint about, actually, I will never, I will never run out of complaints about Star Wars culture. But when a younger nerd tries to tell me what's up, I just I wanted to be like, hey, 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 have you ever seen the actual trilogy of Star Wars? No, you haven't. Because when you were born, every copy of that was confiscated. All you've ever seen is a CGI peppered universe. You do not know what Star Wars really is. Okay, that's enough of that. But, um... Yes, just like the dude from Star Wars, she, she had that, you'll be dead thing going on. I didn't know how to respond in that moment. It's so odd. I think anyone younger, I might have been a little bit kind of disgruntled because it did throw me off and I kind of did a nervous laugh. I was kind of like, whoa, 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 whoa okay, all right. But truly, I, I, what am I supposed to do with that? You'll be dead. Look, man, I've had COVID. I hope I don't have it again. And I certainly hope I don't die from it. But I'm doing everything that I've been told. I got the vaccine, I got the boost, and now they're telling me it's not necessary to wear a mask in my own place of business. So, I'm just saying, I'm following the speed limit. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, we got through the rest of that conversation and, you know, she had more things to say, which really just kind of proved exactly how uh, completely right she is about everything. And we we parted and went about our days. But that is just so funny. I, I mean, I kind of just have to give her a pass. I mean, what do you do when, you, when a granny tells you, you'll be dead? You, you, all you can kind of do is sort of just... <laughs> Just that, just just laugh like, wow, <laughs> okay, lady, thank you. So, alrighty, well now it's time to do a little something that I often do with y'all. It's a bit vulnerable for me at first, but um, I, I, I think it's good to share once in a while some ugly behavior that uh, in hindsight, or indeed five seconds after doing it, you feel like a real dope. And um, I think it's good that we share things with each other about what's going on in our lives. Especially when, especially when we've done something that we feel not proud of. And uh, we hope to improve upon it. Me, personally, I'm tired of everyone being like, Hi, here's my talent roster and everything else about me is so cool. No, 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 no. Let, let, let's start talking about, Hey, you know what I did today that was really shitty and I wish I hadn't done it? Bup, ba da bup, ba da bup. So, a couple days ago, I'm heading to Wild 7, good old Wild 7, which requires a little trek on the freeway. Now, here we go once again, on the freeway. I'm going the speed limit. 
The thing is, on a freeway, a speed limit is still pretty fast. So I'm going about 65, maybe about 69, just to satisfy people who are going to be all upset that I didn't go 175. And uh, somebody right next to me in the other lane in her big SUV just comes on over and starts to just lane change, which means she's going to smack right into me. And I immediately just, you know, I react. I slam on my brakes. You can just hear this. And I'm holding down the horn real like. And then this person, you know, nervously fishtails the car just out in time. And thank goodness we didn't hit each other. And then steadies out. Now, I can tell you right here and now, in the calmness of the moment, that all I had to really do was do that. Make sure I kind of adjust my speed and lay on that horn. Because in terms of car speak, when someone almost does something stupid and it almost costs you, laying down on the horn is a pretty good way to be like, hey, fucking pay attention. But was that enough? No, my friends. In the moment, that was not enough. And did I just leave it at that? No, my friends. I did not just leave it at that. And so what I end up doing for the next few seconds is I drive next to this person on the freeway, roll down my window, start flipping her off and yelling about how she needs to pay the fuck attention and getting really angry. And on top of that, this person is not looking like she's really trying to pay much attention to me. Quite honestly, she was probably feeling everything from embarrassed to scared to, I was about to say frightened, which is the same thing as scared, but truly, you know, a near miss is on the a near car crash is scary for everybody. It's got to feel a little extra guilty for the person who almost started it. And then on top of that, here's this girl, and on the briefest glance, I can kind of get the feeling that A, she's younger than I am, and B, probably also of slighter frame than I, of more petite features than I. And I like to think I'm a big goofy dude, but sometimes I'm actually a big scary dude. I have a voice that carries, I'm bearded, I'm a white man, there's a lot going for me that unfortunately can be quite scary for somebody else and I'm yelling at this stranger I mean yeah she messed up in the moment but as I'm seeing her deciding to not react to me it made me more angry and at this point though I've kind of pulled up ahead of her and I've even pulled in front of her so that I can keep flipping her off through my rearview mirror and really make sure she's seeing it and understanding how much she fucked up. Oh, God. And yes, folks, it's not at all lost on me how cringe I feel behaving that way to anyone, let alone to a woman, as a man, in this contested world in which men and women have constant problems with each other. It is not lost on me on how that really looks bad and probably felt bad. I know it certainly felt bad to me coming out of my mouth about like five seconds after the fact. I can only imagine how scary 
and upsetting or just too much, just too busy, that kind of energy must have been for her. And you know, you can you can hear it, you can hear, I hope you can hear it, the sobriety, the the um, reflection upon it, the uh, recollection of my feelings, the comparing between how I felt in the moment and how I feel now. That's all very well and good. But what sucks is just how fast reactions can happen when you are in the heat of the moment. Especially, I've noticed, when we're on the road. And I talked to good old silent Chris of Wild 7, who is not so silent when he has something to say. And he brought up a good point, which is most people are in a terrible state of anxiety when they're driving on the road. And I know I am. Here's a part I didn't mention before. I'm heading to Wild 7. I go there often that it's almost muscle memory which direction I'm going to go on the freeway to get there. But for some reason, I got into the wrong lane, which, of course, in L.A., if you even, if you're like a half a degree off from that turnoff lane, forget it. You're not going to get there. You're going to have to get on the wrong direction of the freeway to take the next exit to then turn around and get right back onto the right side of the freeway. And, of course, where I went, I had to then go past another freeway to then get onto an exit to turn around. And it was, just, it was one of those things that now I'm late. But this is Wild 7, folks. This is my creative fam. They will be more than understanding if I'm late. It's not, my, it's not the place of business. I mean, Wild 7 is creative business, but it's not like a boss who could tell me, who could be like, hey, if that happens again, we're going to have problems kind of thing. So I really don't, I'm not really in a rush, but I feel like I am. And by the way, before this happened, there were lots of people who were doing near cutoffs, who who were being assholes on the road. So I'm feeling it and I'm realizing like we're all in a state of anxiety. So if someone almost hits you, you get righteous, right? I mean, please, I don't know why I have this. I have this defense nowadays, folks. I feel like sometimes when I tell these stories that an entire sea of people are looking at me going, oh, that's weird. Why would you be that way? Are you like some asshole? Like, <laughs> no, please, please really look at yourselves too. When someone's almost hit you on the road, you get at first scared and then you get fucking angry at them. And you know, I ugh, I have this terrible habit, my friends. When I saw her refusing to react to me, which of course now I can kind of read that, it could be anything, but probably it's because it was a state of protection, not trying to be further damaging towards me. But I do, I'm a big, be- I, okay, this is just me. When I've nearly hit people on the road, or when I've screwed up on the road, I'm a big believer in put out a hand, make some little face gesture, something that shows that you're like, oops, mia culpa, my bad, sorry about that, a little something. But we ain't doing that. Mind you, not exactly like I gave this lady much of a, a chance to, because I was instantly at 10 out of 10 rage level. So it's hard to get through to me anyway. And if you can see that coming, are you are you going to attempt to do a sorry my bad face? Maybe, maybe not. But I really just got it into my head by seeing this person just looking kind of blank about what I thought they did was rather a sloppy move. And then on top of that, just having this blank expression, 
I and I see this a lot, and and I think I'm understanding a lot of people protect themselves by sort of just not showing much, or whatever. But when I see that, I and it's before I can put sense or breaks on my thought. It just comes like fucking evil wildfire. And I am convinced in that moment that this person, be it man, woman, or a gender identification between or other than, when that person doesn't seem to at all have any sense of, oops, my bad, mea culpa, I, I'm convinced that they have had a passive life, that they never suffered any consequences, that they come from pushover families, that their parents never enforced anything, that the most discipline they got as children was, oh no, don't do that. Oh, well, okay, I tried. I told them not to do it, but they're doing it anyway, so no more discipline. Like, it's just, it's crazy. Now, of course, I think I know the reason why. And the worst part is it's kind of a um, bad family trait. I know certainly that my father comes from an impossible background where he felt like he was doing everything right, at least to make his family pleased. And then when he saw others not doing the incredibly overly anally disciplined lifestyle he came from, he figured everyone else was a slovenly fool who got a free pass at life. And look how much of that has rubbed off on me. And I don't even really like associating any part of myself with my old man. But it is something that I'm noticing. Whether I like it or not, I've taken on quite a few of his traits. Now, some of those traits are really admirable. You can hear it just in the quality of my voice. I do believe that the resonance, the timbre, the willingness to talk <laughs> ad nauseum... And to be presentable in how you speak. That, that's very much my dad. And some nice genetics and everything else that comes with it. I'd say even the sense of humor. But what I'm not proud of, and I'm not going to even put it on dad. I'm just going to say right now, as adult Alex, who lives an independent life, I'm not enjoying the part of me that has to instantly assume that if you have wronged me in any way, you therefore have had an easy, breezy, thoughtless existence. I, I take it to the next level where I say, you don't even have deep thought that that's why you sleep blissfully at night. What, what the fuck do I know truly about this woman's sleep patterns or anyone who upset me in some day? What do I really know about their life? Nothing. I don't know nothing. So it, and, and, and of course, as I'm driving past her in less than five minutes' time, I felt really shitty. Like, really shitty. It kind of scared me. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm not that guy, am I? Well, you were in that moment. So I made a concerted effort over the next few days that when I get in the car, there will just be no aggression, no matter what people do on the road. Even if they do something stupid, I don't have to react to it. So far, so good, my friends. Now, I, I think it's, you know, like I say, I think where I, where I was right, 
was laying down that horn for a little bit when someone almost, you know, hits you on the road. But everything after that was just too much. Too, too much. And I would rather respond honestly with an appropriate reaction than to burn the whole fucking freeway down just because I had some wild ideas about how people operate. (sighs) You know, it can be a little tiring to be thinking so much about how one operates in this world. But I would rather feel a little fatigued from thinking over how I was behaving than to be just absolutely chipper zippity doo dah as I piss and shit all over everyone else's life and not even have a clue that I may have been doing so. And these and more trials and errors to come, my friends. My only comfort right now is the self-compassion has been a little bit better of late. Where even as I do these incredibly shameful, embarrassing displays of very low-hanging fruit behavior, I can still look at myself, give myself the straight dope, but not overly punish myself. In fact, it's not even punishment. It's school. And there's just a few lessons that I still need to learn and attend class on and take notes, do the homework, and come back next time for a good old college try. All right. Well, that's enough analogies and enough blabbing here. I'm going to check in with y'all again real soon. In the mean, in between. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your rhyme. In the Words of Alex Rogers is a podcast orbiting the mothership of Wild 7 Studios. Music by Inca Rose. Keep your ears open for storyscapes, simpin' after dark, and other audio goodies from Wild 7. And keep your eyes open for its first feature-length film, Debbie and the Devil.